This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello everyone, it's your favourite podcast host here, Joe Redman, just letting you know that the TalkSport Fan Network is now proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards, registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Scott Arfield! He's been threatening that recently! And all the Burnley players run to the Darwin end! Burnley win the next ball. It's Rory now. It's on the outside. He's on the Quickly finds Benson in space at the byline. Can Burnley get a goal here? Back for Brownell. Saved by the keeper. Yeah! Burnley won it to the end. That is magnificent. They deserve that. Only by Paul Fatella. Off for a hat trick. He's got it. Hat trick for Nathan Teller. Oh, he's on fire at the minute. 3-0 Burnley. It's Nathan Teller's day. And he got on the outside, comes inside, comes shot. Oh, what a goal! Manuel Benson once more! That is top class! Burnley have done it! Fantastic! Forest deserve the championship title! They've been the best side throughout the campaign! Burnley have won the second tier! What a fantastic achievement! The players have been magnificent! Yes, hello everybody and welcome along to the latest episode of the Turfcast podcast pre-game show with me, Joe Redmond, ahead of Arsenal's visit to Turf Moor this weekend, Saturday, three o'clock. And let's be fair, an in-form Arsenal team after smashing West Ham at the weekend, it was a painful watch for Burnley fans, I'll be honest with you. Um, I was watching it thinking, I'll just see how Arsenal, how Arsenal get on, see if they're looking good. And pff, wow, I was like, okay, we have to play these next. And as you can see, I'm joined by Arsenal fan Albert from Albert J. TV, how you doing, mate? Joe, pleasure. Not too bad, mate. Not happy Thursday evening, shall I say? Yeah, not doing too bad. 
<laughs> yeah, happy days, mate. Happy days. But before we get started, I just want to remind you all that this episode of the pregame show is sponsored by Green King Sport, where football is more than a game. Green King Sport venues are showing every single televised Burnley fixture over the 23-24 season. And with more than 900 sports pubs across the UK, it doesn't matter whether you're based in Burnley or Brighton, you can catch every single minute of the action. And uh, remember that if you download the Green King Sports app, you won't just get 10% off all drinks anytime there's um, sport on the TV. But this month, there's also 1,000 pints of free Guinness to be won uh, and with the chance to win one of six holidays as well. So it's definitely worth checking out. Right, Albert, let's get into it. Arsenal, doing very well this season. Um, currently in a title race. Some people are, are trying to sort of like play it down, but you're definitely, definitely in a title race. Just looking at the league table now on my yeah. screen, uh, Arsenal in third. Only two points off the top, and that's Liverpool, who you've played the same amount of games have, and you've just beaten. Um, yes, City do have a game in hand on you, uh, but you're currently level on points with City. If they win that, obviously, uh, that'll put them three points ahead if if you both continue to win games, which uh, yeah. you probably will this weekend, but we'll get into that. Um, but yeah, uh, season so far, you must be delighted with the position that you're in. I am. I don't know if you're on obviously social media, Joe. Um, Arsenal fans are... We're a very fickle bunch, man. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> Tell me about yeah. it. I'll get into that bit. <laughs> but yeah, you know what? It's um, I think off off of the disappointment of last season. Um, I know Arsenal fans get triggered about Arsenal bottled it, but I always yeah. say, Joe, to me, City didn't win the league. Arsenal lost it, uh, and I I still stand by that. Um, so thought we're coming into this season, I was, I thought Arsenal still be a little bit short. I've got to be honest. I'd, I think I'd stand for second. That was before a ball was kicked. So I had Liverpool down for third um, and City obviously to win the league. But Arsenal style of football is obviously a lot different from last season as has been spoken about. Yeah. Loads of season. Um, more Keeping more possession of the ball. But we're probably at the top end of the pitch. Still a little bit of a, a, a blunt instrument. That may sound a little bit harsh, but um, not as clinical as last season. But um, it, it's, it's a tough one, Joe, because... I look at Arsenal and I'm like, I think we're still a little bit short. And we are actually, to be honest, in terms of the quality in the squad depth. But I speak to a couple of my Arsenal mates the other day and um, I think we could take it close. I still think we might think a little bit short. And I'm thinking maybe last couple of games of the season where it really counts. But um, we're in a good place, mate. The goal difference is, is, a, is a massive plus after winning 6-0 last week because that's like yeah. an extra point, effectively. Um, yeah. But... I'm 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 happy with what I've seen. I think Champions League football has been a bit better this season than the Premier League, which is a surprise because I thought we might struggle a little bit in the Champions League, mate. To be honest, yeah. Well, it's interesting. You are you are still fighting on all fronts. Um, obviously, you, you, well, you're in the Champions. League. Are you still in the FA Cup off the top of my head? No, no, we we, we 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 lost Liverpool in that one. We're still not happy about that one. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. Didn't mean to open the vault ruins. Um, but obviously, still fighting on two fronts. You know, the main two that you that you would have wanted at the start of the season: the Champions League and the league title. Uh, uh, which one would you like the club to prioritize if you were to prioritize one? Because, like you said, you do still feel like you're a bit short in terms of quality. And when you look at City as well, and, and the clubs that you expect to be able to fight on both fronts, they've got these big squads full of quality. So you probably won't be able to fight on both fronts and get the double. Like never say never, but it probably won't happen. So if you could prioritize one, which one would you want Arsenal to prioritize? Oh, Joe, what a question, man! Flipping hell. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of them. Obviously, you've won the league yeah, before several you know, times, but it's been a while, and obviously never yeah. won the Champions League, and that'll that'll get that off the back. 
Yeah, Joe, you know what it is for me? I have a famous saying I say on my channel and to my Arsenal community. I'm I'm 21 plus a little bit of VAT. So I've seen a lot of Arsenal. I'm lucky enough to have seen Arsenal win an European trophy. Um, I'm that that old, believe it or not, Joe. Um, It does really wrangle me, Arsenal's European record as a football club. It's actually quite, it's very poor. And I'm I'm being polite by saying that. Um, We ain't won the league probably since 2003, 04. Um, And it's a tough one because you can't help how you can't help how old you are, right? So, a lot of our Arsenal fan base in the younger community have never seen a league title or, or even a league title challenge. Um, yeah. But if it's to push me on it, and I have said it, I would take the Champions League all day because I just think when you win an European competition, Joe, it does elevate you in world football and a lot more yeah. respect and a lot more kudos. Um, and we've never seen. It, it pains me that Chelsea have got it a couple of times, man. It, it's it's a bad um, it's a bad feeling. But you know what? Liverpool done us a favor a long time ago when they beat Tottenham because that would have been the worst nightmare if they'd have won yeah. the Champions for us. Um, yeah, I don't think I'd be on this podcast, Joe. To be honest, if that happened, but I would take the Champions League over the league, and that might horrify Arsenal fans. But I would honestly take it, mate. No, I, I respect that because I do agree with you. Once you win, like, look, obviously Villa won it in the 80s or whenever yeah. it was, Forest won it in the 80s. And it's still spoken about today and people still see them rightly as big exactly. clubs. And they are big clubs because of what they've done. And obviously Arsenal, you'll always have that from opposition fans. Like, you need to win the, the European trophy, like the, the Champions League, to, to, to be able to see as like a big club. And that will get rid of that. But uh, obviously you are a big club, but there'll always be that comeback yeah. that fan, opposition fans have, uh, mm. which, you know, City had for so long. Now they don't have it anymore. Yeah. Um, we mentioned the league title, obviously, uh, well, the league position. Uh, I'll just go through it again. Currently third on 52. Uh, yeah. Tottenham are fourth on 47, but it's 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 the top three only, I think, for me. Uh, obviously, then you've got City on, on 52, but with the game mm. in hand and in yeah. better form. City are doing that thing they do at this time of year every time. Um, and then Liverpool, who you've just beaten recently, but they do have a couple of points more than you, but you have played the same games as them, but you are in better form than them. Yeah. Can you win it? Do you think you'll win it? Can you win it? Um, they normally say the crunch time of the season where Arsenal used to fall away was like Feb- February, March, but I don't think that happened. I think I, I, I'm not in the know or, or obviously but transfer windows have gone out until summer now, so can't rely on yeah. people coming in. Um. I would like to see Mikel trust his squad a bit more. And what I mean by that, to give a bit of context, is you kept some of the players in and and, and they got contracts in like Shee and Ketias and um, Reese Nelsons. You've got to trust them more. I know how I know how important Bukayo Saka is. I, I love him to pieces, obviously. But um, there are times when obviously Arsenal had a bit of a low where we won one, we had one win in seven. Um yeah. the front three would not fire him. Um he can be quite ruthless with some of the playing staff, but for some reason it doesn't uh, attribute to some of the, some of the front attackers, should I say, with the exception of Martinelli who got taken out the team for a little bit. But um, it's a tough one. I think if you ask me the same question, sort of late March, I can definitely give you a definitive answer because we still got some tough games, Joe. We've got to go away to OT. We've won twice there, in, including 08. We've won twice at that ground. Yeah. We just can't seem to beat him at Old Trafford. And obviously, we've got to go to the Etihad still. So we've got some tough, tough away games to deal with, man. So um, I think, like I said, it's a gut feeling. I, I think we'll take it close, but I, I think we might we might fall a tiny bit short. 
Yeah, I'll be honest with you. I do agree. I just, I just think that City are relentless. I think that's yeah. all it is. It's more a case of how good City are rather than you not being good enough. Um, City and are in the stage now where they exactly De Bruyne is back, mm. Haaland's back, and got a couple of goals uh, the other night. And so he, you know, I, I just, I can't look past City. I really can't. Which is weird because actually at the start of the season, before. Because there was rumours that um, Salah would be going um, to Saudi. Um, yeah. You know, City lost a few players and did look weaker for me before they brought some more players in. I know they still had KDB and Haaland. Um, but I, I actually put a, a bet on Arsenal to win the league, thinking oh, that you wow. might bring a striker in. I thought Arsenal <laughs> would bring a striker in, and they didn't. And that brings me on nicely to my next question. You said there earlier, like, you, you still think the squad's a little bit short. I look at your squad, and the only place I look at thinking you are short the well, the main one is striker. Like, is that is that a fair assessment? Yeah, I've I've been on I've been on so many various Arsenal fan channels as well as my own channel in the last eighteen months, probably maybe even two years. Um, yeah. I, I, I just I don't know if it's a reluctance from Mikel um, that he doesn't feel he needs one. Um, I don't particularly think you'd have to change the system that much, but then I think if you're a forward-thinking coach or you're a top coach. Yes, it's his first job in football, obviously, which is still, you have to think about that. But um, yeah, you got to, in top-level sport, you have to show the ability to adapt. And I'm sorry, we do need to bring in a front man. The problem we've got, Joe, and I've said this so many times, um, and I'll keep saying it, to be honest, um, the striker market is, I think, one of the most difficult markets. And I say that yeah. because yeah. I, I, it's there's not a lot of option. You know, Kane's in his late 20s, I think early 30s. Lewandowski's in his early 30s. You've got Latoro Martinez. The obvious ones that are linked with Arsenal, Osherman will cost a lot of money. Um, obviously, Ivan Tony, who's Premier League proven. And my my actually outside bet for Arsenal to look for a striker for next summer would be Victor Yorkerez at Sporting Lisbon, who was at Coventry um, in the Championship. Yeah. We were like, linked with him lords in the summer. Yeah, I like summer him, Joe, gone. man. All round. Yeah, good player. Yeah, good player. I know Arsenal was, oh, God, you played in the sky bet. And don't be snobs. People got to start somewhere. Um, but he would be my outside bet. But I wouldn't complain if um, they look at Tony. So I'd be shocked if come the summer, Joe, if it's not one of them free strikers, then Arteta and Edu have got to have something else cooking, man, because it's Arsenal fans. They're waiting in the, waiting in the, in the wigs, man. Ollie Watkins, is he not one that you'd want, or is he is he just too expensive? Do you think Ollie Watkins? I, I think he'd suit you perfectly, but Villa will obviously play hardball if that were going to happen. Yeah, they, yeah, they did they did with um, Douglas Luiz last, last season. Exactly. So yeah, um, you know what? He's to giving me flowers, Joe. Um, he's been kind of talked about before, and obviously he's an Arsenal fan, so that might be a little bit of a exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's mad to think Gerard didn't even give him a sniff. When he was there at, at Villa, he just didn't fancy him, but he's been excellent. Says a lot last... about Gerard, I think. It <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he was pretty good last season, Watkins. To be fair, and he's carried it on to this season. Um, good shout, Joe. Um, but Arteta is so kind of stubborn in his um, tactics, and um, but I think he'd be willing to adapt that. But Watkins is, is a shout. But I think the three I mentioned, um, I think you got. You'd have to be. A real betting man to think to go outside of those sort of three names in Tony Yorkerez and um Victor Osherman. Yeah, I, I do think Tony will, will suit you quite well as well. Uh, you mentioned there obviously Arteta being stubborn and stuff. Do you think he's 
is too ingrained on on trying to play in that system that everybody seems to want to play now that Pep played in for so long, like the system without the striker uh, and having you know the, the wingers chipping in with goals and stuff, which City did for so long. And obviously Arteta's background is alongside Pep, so yeah. that I think maybe he's trying to emulate that too much. But even if you look at City. Pep tried to do it for so long because he was trying to emulate what he had at Barcelona because he had all the midfielders that did chip in a lot at Barcelona. But as soon as they added Haaland, they were so much better. And I, I, I don't know if if I'm just asking you, I'm thinking out loud, kind of asking you, like, do you just think Pep's trying to emulate that too much, like that that total football that Pep had with Barcelona and what he tried to recreate at City as well when he first got there? Yeah, that that's the thing. You kind of nailed it. I, I think he's obviously worked with Pep for a long time. And there, there are such similar traits there. Um, mm. Stubbornness isn't always a good quality, as I saw with Arsene Wenger, to be honest with you. But I think with Mikel, and I, and I kind of said it about five minutes ago, in, in top-level sport, in management, you have to show the ability to, to show adaptability. It's so important. You know, like I said, yeah. you, you kept the players you wanted to keep here. Um, when you try to do the inverted... Um, the inverted play from the right hand side of the pitch with Thomas Partey right, but I just I, I couldn't. I I'm not a football coach, Joe, but I, I just could not understand that. Um, yeah, and Zinchenko, yes, he he wants to play that inverted role, but for me, I with Zinchenko, for example, I know he's injured at the moment. I liken it to Trent in the sense that you can forgive him defensively because he gives you so much going forward. Mm. I don't think Zinchenko gives us so much going forward that he's that integral. I, I, people might disagree that in my, in my Arsenal fan base, but I, I that's my honest opinion. But for example, when we beat West Ham, Ben White played in that inverted role. And obviously Kivior kind of stayed on the defensive side of it. And I just thought, well, Ben White's comfortable on the ball. Surely that would have made more made sense to have tried that a bit sooner. Maybe he, yeah. he's just been reluctant to do it. But um, I just wish Joe sometimes for me, he would just show a little bit more adaptability. And that comes with faith in the players that you have at your club. Yeah, of course. Obviously, that brings me on nicely. I were going to ask about Arteta, and obviously we're talking about him now, so it makes sense to ask a question now. There was so much noise two, three years ago. Everything was Arteta out, whether it were, you know, AFTV or, you know, Turkish, who obviously does his own stuff, but he's part of that, you know. All the guys that, you, that you'll be aware of, it, it was always just... Arteta out, want him out. The fan base was screaming and shouting or wanting him out. Obviously, that's settled down now because you're doing quite well. What are your actual thoughts on him at the minute? Are, are you happy with him? I know you've said you wish he would be a little bit more adaptable and stuff, but as a manager in the job that he's doing now at Arsenal, are you happy with him? And are you happy that you're stuck with him through all that shit, basically, through all, through all the noise? <laughs> yeah. Well, what, uh, Mikel Arteta is a, a really touchy subject amongst our fans, man. Wow. Um, um, yeah, it, 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 I, I don't. I think with Mikel, in regards to the Arsenal fans, not even necessarily ones that I know personally, Joe, just there's no grey area. There mm -hmm. isn't. Either you've got fans that, and I said this to Tom, I said this to Tom Cantor for Good Talk TV, that there is kind of a, what's the word I'm looking for? There, he does have a cult following. Mm -hmm. And if you do criticise him, they're ready to jump on your neck. It's in itself way around if, you know, if you're, if you're against him, you'll get the Arteta faithful that will go for the ones that kind of are not happy with him. So, but where I'm at with him is, there's a risk taking him on, but Arsenal saw something in him, not just the first time round, the second time round to give him the job after initially probably bottling it 
and then giving it mm. to Unai Emery. Um, it is his first um, job in management, um, which does count against him when you come up against the likes of the Klopp and uh, um, Guardiola. So he's got to learn quickly. Um, whether he's learning quickly enough, time will tell. And I think that will definitely get a definitive answer come the end of May. I think in terms of also Arteta in regards to bringing trophies to Arsenal, um, I've seen progression, but I've not seen success. Mm. We've got the FA Cup in 1819, which he inherited, in, inherited in the Emery squad. But um, I think there's talk about him getting a new contract, which I think they will. The Cronkies are happy with him. They, they like him, um, Joe. Um, but if they're going to give him a new contract, and I'm just, I'm paraphrasing. I'm not, I don't know. I'm not, I wish I was there in the conversation between Josh Cronkey and, and, and Edward, yeah. Edward Arteta. But I think if you're going to give him a contract, because I think he, he contract runs in 2024, 20, 25 then the next correct the contract is to win a trophy without fail. I actually thought he had to win one this season. Hmm. Challenge for the league, domestic cup, keep the fans silent, but we're out of both domestic cups. So you've got the Champions League, you've got the Premier League. Um, there's, no, there's no God-given right in football to win trophies, but Arsenal are a big, big football club. Um, yeah. And Arsenal fans have been very patient. Um, some less patient than others, but... Yeah. Um, yeah, Mikel, he's done a good job. I think he won a lot of people over doing the Amazon documentary. He, he did make me laugh at some of the things he's doing, Joe, I've got to be honest, but um, he's got to deliver a trophy for me. I've said this season, and it's definitely got to be next season if he's been given a contract extension. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Away days are fantastic, especially when you win the league at Ewood Park. But there's still nothing quite like playing at home. The same goals for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, I, I, I see why he's getting a new contract because you've definitely progressed under him and he's yeah. definitely got better like as a manager. Like you said, it's his first managerial job and he's getting better as a manager and you're growing with him. I feel like you. It, it sounds very much like what we're trying to do with company in a little bit like... Companies, all right, it's his second job, but it's still his, his, his job in a, no disrespect to Belgium, but, uh, you know, a, a big league or a big country. Yeah. And companies made a lot of mistakes this season, but he, we will stick with him and we'll hopefully grow with him. And I feel like Arsenal are growing alongside Arteta. But I agree, in his next contract, at least, he has he has to win a trophy. Because then, oh, then there's no... I think the, the only next progression from here is a trophy. Because you've got to the stage of nearly winning trophies now when you two, three years ago, you were miles away, whereas now you're nearly winning them again. And then now the next logical step is trophy. So, yeah, I agree yeah, with that. Because we'll find out whether he's the man to take us that next step and win us a trophy as opposed to, you've got us to a point where we're back in the Champions League where we're now challenging for league titles, which, which has not mm. been the case for a very, very long time. But can he make that next step up and win us, deliver us an European trophy or a Premier League? Yeah, I agree with that. Um, you mentioned earlier as well, I do want to quickly ask, ask you about this. Um, you've said, you said you felt like last year Arsenal bottled it, whereas this year you just won't think you'll, you'll have enough. City might just have too much for you. But you did say it was like a touchy subject, the bottle thing. Like, what, what, Why do you think you've 
why do you think you've got rid of that bottle? Like, what's different about Arsenal now to say that you don't think you'll bottle it, if that makes sense? You might not win the league, but it won't be you bottling it. It'll be City. So why are you not a bottle job team anymore, basically, is what I'm asking. Um, I mean, you know, it, it, I mean, within our fan base, a, a lot of them got rattled with that title. I, I wasn't too fussed. I just think we threw it away, personally. Um, mm. depends how, It depends what word you want to pick out of the, the you know, the Oxford Theosaurus <laughs> to, to make you feel better or not. But... Um, <laughs> Yeah, I think I've said this before, and, and I think it's quite relevant. So, we missed out on Champions League two seasons ago. Um, so, what are you thinking? You know what? The players are hurting, the fans are hurting. Yeah. Are the group of players going to learn from that? Right. So, we get back into the Champions League, but the problem is we're going for a league title. We lose that. It still stings, to be honest with you. Of course, it will. Um, now, what you don't want to happen. Is they say to, for lightning to strike touch, you don't want the same thing to happen three times where you're in a where you're in a position where you got a chance to win it, you don't win it. The difference this season is Arsenal chasing. That's mm. a different animal from being ahead and setting the pace. Um, so I guess have Arsenal learned from last season? How much how much have they learned from last season to get them over the line? And how do they put how do they feel about being a team that's the chasers? It's a different mindset, Joey. It's a much different mindset. There's yeah, all, of yeah. course, there's pressure, but you've now you've got another team in the mix, obviously, with Liverpool um, stepping up this season as well. So Arsenal know that there's no room for mar room, no room for margin of error, man. We've got to win games of football and go on the kind of runs that City go on and and and, and collect the points and get smash teams or play them off the park because Arsenal, it's good. It's good. One thing, good thing having possession of the ball, but You've got to make it count at the top end of the pitch. And Liverpool at the top end of the pitch are killers. That you just yeah. have a in terms of how they keep the ball and how they just wear teams out. But Arsenal have got... For example, that game against West Ham, for example, I, I defy any Arsenal fan to tell me, oh, you know what, we're due to give a team a spank in this season. Not really. I don't think we play that great. That result just came out of nowhere. But Arsenal are going to have to... We're gonna to have to raise it a little bit, raise it a little bit more in terms of how we kill teams off and not miss many chances. That's an issue. Yeah, well, hopefully it's not this Saturday. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but that brings me on nicely as well. Obviously, I do like to get people, especially people that um, aren't, I've not been on the channel before. In your case, or yeah, what? Cool. I, what I do like to do now is mix it up. Like I used to use the same creator like both times we're playing, whereas now I'll, I'll use a different one each season. If 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 there's two you know, decent enough channels, obviously with Arsenal, there's loads, but I struggle to do that in the Championship. Um, however, obviously you've never been on the channel before. Well, welcome. Uh, thank you for coming on. Um, no, but I do like to ask people what their thoughts are on Burnley because like, Burnley were always this team that people disliked because we played in in a certain way, the Sean Dash way, uh, which was just basically lumping it long, getting in your faces, trying to upset you uh, and yeah. doing things that way. And obviously, we got a bit of joy with it. Obviously, we beat you down at the Emirates once in the COVID season. Yeah. Um, but obviously, we're trying to do things differently this year. Well, from last year. Since Vincent Company's come in, um, you know, we're buying young up-and-coming players for a start. We've got a young up-and-coming manager who's a household name in this country yeah. and other countries across Europe as well because of what he's achieved in the game. And we're trying to play football in a certain style, a completely different style to what we used to do. Obviously, this season, it's not really worked and we are going to go down. I think everybody's, you know, happy to admit that now. You'll, you'll find a few that are still hanging on. Like, oh, if we beat this team, then that team, then you never know. Really yeah. going down. Just come to terms with it. 
Um, but obviously, it's looking, I'm hoping, that we're going to stick with company and carry it on next season. Like, What are your thoughts on, on what Burnley are trying to do? Because obviously, sticking with him and carrying this conveyor belt of young up-and-coming players is hopefully going to be to our benefit in the, in the next couple of years. Yeah, you're raising good points because obviously you had a bit of an overhaul when um, you did go down. I mean, I think yeah. the only, uh, only player that I recognise, I think, still at your club is Josh Brownhill because I don't recognise most of the others, but I'm familiar yeah. with, with some of them, yeah. But um, obviously, Sat, you got brought in Sanderberg from um, Sheffield United. Was that right? Yeah. 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 I mean, he was linked with Arsenal at one point. I was like, what do we, they, they must be impressive with him, but... Yeah, that was when... Yeah, when they had that first season in the Prem, when they had that, and they did really well. I think they finished seventh or eighth, and that yeah. summer he was linked with a couple of big clubs. Yeah, Arsenal being one of them. But yeah, obviously he's coming. He's good. Still got Jay Rodriguez, um, yeah. but obviously he's mainly on the bench these days. Uh, but yeah, when we went down, obviously we lost Tarkovsky, Ben Mee, Nick Pope, Chris Wood yeah. the summer before. Ashley Westwood had a big injury, so you know we lost a lot of players. So we had to have a big overhaul. And to say we absolutely romped the championship last season. Even though we had that overhaul, was fantastic, and to win the league at Blackburn, obviously that that's it's <laughs> on a smaller scale to you boys doing it when you did no, it I, at, at White Hart yeah, Lane, no, but no, still, I, great, I, I, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I'm aware of the rivalry between Blackburn and and yeah, it's it's, <laughs> it's not yeah, there's there's some there's some hatred there, man. Trust me, but um, yeah, no, you know what? I was so actually Burnley was one of the clubs. I think Burnley was the the one championship side. I actually picked, picked you guys to stay up because I thought Luke before ball was kicked. I thought Luke and I couldn't see Luton and Sheffield United staying up. Um, yeah. But after the only thing I was worried about, and I think Bournemouth probably was similar a few seasons ago under Eddie Howe, was that play some really good football. But how, is that transferable to do that coming up from the, the Sky Bet Championship to the Premier League? And how far is he going to go away from that? Um, um, what's he I forgot his name, Vincent Company. Um, is, he, is he, from what you saw when you came up, and obviously the start of the sort of first few months of the season. Has he tweaked anything or has it been exactly the same in terms of... No, yeah, he's, he's tweaked it slightly. Um, it's 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 not as gung-ho as he was. And there, you will now see some long balls creeping in, whereas even when we're under pressure, that the, the mantra was pass out from the back, pass out from the back. And the amount of times we got caught, man, it, every single week. So you will. there was a shift in formation. There was a shift in, in mantra a little bit, but it's the ethos is still the same. Possession, play out from the back, break the lines, you know, and, and then go forward in numbers if you can. That That is... That is the same thing, but it has been tweaked slightly. Yeah, as I was going to say, because obviously Everton have had, they've already, they've already had 10 points. Um, did that, so I don't mm. know when they're hearing it. So I think, I, I just I just thought, you know what, you may have a bit of a shot in the arm and thinking, you know what, if we can, if you can, if you can snag a couple of wins, man, it, it, it brings, it brings Luton and the other sides back into it because Palace are on a wretched run, man. Um, obviously, they are, you know, they really are. Hope Royal Hodgson um, gets better soon as well because I heard about that today. Um, but I think that's that's that I think that's the positive you can take because a couple wins here and there. There's still some get. There's still a lot of games to go, a lot of football to go. I'm sure you probably still got to play some of the teams in and around you. Um, are you yeah, are you still got to play Sheffield United at Bram. No, honestly, mate. Like I, I think I've closed the league table now because it would depress you, mate. Um, <laughs> but. I Quickly try and get it back up. But um, like the turnaround that we would need, and uh, there'll be people listening to this, obviously Burnley fans who disagree. There are Burnley fans on socials that do still think we can get out of it, like you say, with a couple of wins. But yeah. just getting the lead table up now. So obviously we're second bottom. 
joint bottom technically uh, yeah. on 13 points. So we are seven points away from 17th of our Luton oh. who have a game in hand on us. So we, we've won three games all season, mate, and we've played 24. Um, yeah. So quick maths, there's 14 left. Yeah. So out of winning 20, sorry, winning 24, I wish, out of playing 24 <laughs> and only winning three, we're going to now need to win probably seven games minimum in 14. And uh, that's that's 50% of the games. Like it's just yeah. probably you could get away with six minimum and a few draws to maybe get us up to 33, 34, 35. It's just, it's just not going to happen. We, we need to win so many games and to say we've only won three all season. Like, yes, we might beat Sheffield United at Bramall Lane. Like, we, we might pick up a result because we've got to play uh, Bournemouth at home, Brentford at home, uh, Palace away. So yeah, Wolves at yeah. home, so, yeah, we Brighton at home. There's some games in there where you think, oh, maybe, but we're not going to win seven or eight games. It's just not going to happen. Yeah, because obviously you're not the you're not the biggest scorers in the league. So that that exactly, that's, yeah. that that's the one thing um, you come up from. Well, not even if you come from the particularly if you come up from the championship, you need somebody or or, or players in your attacking final third that are going to put the ball in the back of the net to give you a chance to um to beat the drop, but um. Yeah, to, hope, hope is the one that kills you, man. I know that as an Arsenal fan, man. Believe me. <laughs> That's why I've I've let go of all hope, mate. Just 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 so I don't get. A couple of years ago, obviously got relegated on the last day of the season. I went to the turf that day. We were playing Newcastle. Newcastle had nothing to play for. Leeds were playing Brentford, who had something to play. I don't know what it was, but they they yeah. had the most difficult. Obviously, we lost Leeds one. They stayed up. That that hurt the most because I went in there thinking we're going to stay up. Now. Since October, I've been like, yeah, there's no chance. So I've kind of come to terms with it. So I'm completely fine with it. Um, but just to talk about Arsenal as well, um, what sort of lineup are you expecting at the weekend? Is there any like big injuries? And I know you've had, you've had some players come back recently. Trossard's come back and done well, uh, and I think a couple of others as well. But is there any big injuries that, that we need to know about? Oh, so Zinni missed the last game against West Ham. I don't know if he's going to be touch and go for Saturday. Um, I think Kivio probably will deputise. I know it's not his preferred position but he did a job there um i think the only one that was injured i know esr got injured last week mr west ham game but you wouldn't have started um jesus is not going to be back for a while so i think you probably see Havertz probably play down the middle as that full nine on the main man um yeah. and obviously martin and his sackle will, will start i don't know, well, know Jorginho might come in i'm not too sure um but we'll see. But no, I don't think there'll be many, many changes, mate, to be honest with you. Um, the goalkeeper situation was a talking point uh, for a but I, I think it's pretty obvious we know that Davareo is going to be his number one, so that's fine. Um, Saliba and Gabriel have been class this season, especially Gabriel. He deserves most one of the most underrated players in, um, at Arsenal and definitely sent, yeah. definitely defensively um, needs yeah, to get more good. flowers. But there won't be many changes, mate, to be fair. Yep, fair enough. Obviously, we do always get into predictions as well, so I'll quickly get your prediction in a second. Don't worry, no Burnley fan will ever look at this and be like, I can't believe it's an Arsenal to win. Yeah, yeah, I, I, had, yeah. I had Cecil from AFTV on early in the year, and yeah. he was like, oh, I'm on a Burnley channel, I don't want to say it, but I think we'll beat you. I'm like, Burnley fans think you're going to win, mate, so just relax. But I will get I will get that from you in a second. Uh, I just want to remind everybody that Burnley's sleeve sponsor for the 23-24 season are about to unveil something special. The limited edition Burnley FC Uphold card set to launch soon. You can easily add funds to your card and unlock its perks, whether you're spending at home or away. The card lets you spend in any currency anywhere in the world. It's accepted everywhere. MasterCard is without foreign transaction fees and offers a competitive exchange rate for added ease and security. You can also pay with Apple or Google Play. So yes, mate, predictions. Uh, don't worry. 
I'm going to go 3-1 to Arsenal. I'll put it out there first so you don't feel as bad. And even that, I feel like, will do well to score against you. Because, But I'm only, I'm only saying that I think we'll get a goal because we scored against City and we scored against Liverpool recently. So, yeah. I'm just just logic is just thinking, well, they're good teams. Also, they're good teams. So we might get one goal. And they both beat us 3-1. So, might as well be a hat-trick of 3-1 defeats against the top three. But, yeah, don't worry. I think you'll win. Most Burnley fans will think you'll win. But I'm going to go 3-1 to Arsenal. What about you, mate? Oh, Joe, you should done my scoreline. It's going to go three-one as well. Yeah, hey, you can have it. You can yeah, have it. <laughs> I think yeah, three-one, three-one. But but I would like another clean sheet. But yeah, three-one. I think I think we'll concede. Yeah, it, it, it's. I don't. It's weird though. Say, saying I think we'll score while our main striker is just been confirmed to be injured. But yet, David Fafana's obviously come in from Chelsea, so he might yeah. be a little bit more up for it with, with him being a Chelsea boy. And he's come in and done well, man. Like, all right, he missed a couple of sitters against Liverpool. Um, yeah. But I say sitters, that's probably harsh. But he missed a couple of chances against Liverpool. Um, but he scored two against Fulham. Um, and I, I quite like him. And I, I, he's shown more in his last two games than Foster has, uh, for example. Um, yeah. Forts with Foster is obviously, uh, if, I don't know if those listening wouldn't be aware. Uh, if you're not aware, follow us on social media. We did put it out today on both Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, actually, all three. Uh, but he has just undergone surgery um, and will be out for a while, but it's not season-ending, according mm. to company. So, uh, yeah, fingers crossed for Lyle. He's obviously had his troubles this season. Having said that, just to put it out there, the injury has nothing to do with the troubles, um, or so we're told, and I believe them, if I'm honest with you. Um, but, yeah, we're both going for a 3-1 Arsenal win then. Uh, I'm yeah. sure most Burnley fans um, hmm. will be fine with that. But, uh, yeah. I just want to say thank you for coming on the show. And before we wrap it up, mate, do you want to let everyone know where they can find you and your content if they want to digest some of your content? They can. You can uh, you can hear my my South East London dulcet tones people, Albert J TV. You see me here, there, and everywhere. Um on Guna Talk TV, you see my Lee Judges TV, 12th Man Podcast with Potsy, and my own channel, Albert J TV. Yeah, well, it's been a pleasure, mate. And we normally wrap this up around like the 25, 30 minute mark, but because you've been such a good talker, we've actually pushed. <laughs> The 35 minute, but that's a good thing, mate. Sometimes it's so difficult to get answers out of a guest that I'm like asking loads of questions, and I'm like, oh, I, I need I know, more from you. I know only too well, mate. Believe me. <laughs> <laughs> so, I really do appreciate you coming on, mate. I pre because you've been busy as well today. You've been at work, got home at five. We're recording this at six. So, you know, I really do thank you for that, Albert. It's a pleasure. Hopefully, we'll link up again soon. Maybe if we get you in the cup next season or the season after when we've dicked the championship again, mate. But thank you for coming on. Good luck for the rest of the season. Obviously, just after Saturday, though. No worries, mate. Thank you. Nice one, buddy. Cheers. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates have already got booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Ornament delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.